What's going on, world? It's your boy, DJ F-A-C-E, the Platinum B-O-I, man. It's going down live right now in the man cave, man. You got Platinum Talk with your boy, DJ Face, the Platinum Boy, man. I got my people with me. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. What's good? It's your boy, TC, a.k.a. All About Me. I'm going to be spitting to y'all about the music and science and the real thing about this reality that we need to know about. And pass it on over to my boy, Tez. So with your boy, it's your boy Cortez, aka Gang Seville, in the building with the homies, you know, talking on any discussion that come to mind, keeping it real from the Ville. Okay, now, so you know, we see we got uh, a strong cast up in here oh. with a couple of go goofy ass people, man. So, you know, we're gonna get straight into it, man. Like, you know, Gangsterville, man, what what is a hater to you, dog? You know what I mean? Somebody you that can't win in 2K. <laughs> <laughs> now you bring it up to two K. Now you bring Not it up 2K. to two K. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, a hater, man. A hater is to me just a waste of life. You know what I mean? Because you sitting up there talking about somebody else, put negative energy into somebody else when you could be taking that and applying that to a hundred million different things, including yourself. So you know, if you don't apply that energy towards yourself, then how can you elevate? How can you? You know what I mean? Become mm. the best that you can be. You can't because you're always in somebody else's kitchen trying to see what they put in taste of light when you ain't even got pots and pans <laughs> to deal with. You know what I mean? That's that, that's that countryside coming out of you, know, boy. That countryside right, right. coming out, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, I look at it differently, man. You know, like to me, I love the haters, man, because whether you talking bad about me or you talking good about me, you talking about me. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, you, you still speaking my name. So, whoever you just went and talked to me about, now that person is going to be interested in seeing if it's true or if it's not to see the type of person I am. Right. You know what I mean? So, I feel like you can get a little bit more out of having haters because you have to turn everything into a positive. You know, exactly. you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And it's it's, about right it's funny you mentioned that about loving the haters because you got to because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? The haters still shop at Walmart. <laughs> Talk about how they, how they person locked up. They, they this locked up. Walmart fun that. You know what I mean? The haters still go buy Jordans. You know? Mm -hmm. All of them. I mean, it don't matter. So, like you know, a hater, a hater is just a waste of time. Somebody that want attention anyway. So, anyway, right. they still a customer. You know, like, you might as well maximize off of it somehow. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you got to make some money some way, man. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start the hating straight off, man. You know what I mean? I know everybody that heard about what this uh this dude Tank then said. You mm. know what I mean? But everybody that heard about it. It's all over social media. Instagram, World Star, The View, uh, uh, The Ricky Lake Show. And that shit don't even come on no more. From the yep. view to the pew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We ain't all heard what this dude said, man. Now, before I say what I got to say, I'm going to say this. One, I have no problem with gay people. My One of my best friends is gay. I have a cousin that's gay. Uh, and I have a couple people at school that I met that were gay. Have no problem with gay people. But what that nigga said was gay. <laughs> Flat out, ain't ain't no way in the world. I verified it with my two best friends. It's gay. It's gay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
it's really gay. It's no way in the world that you can tell me that another man can suck another man's Johnson and get up and you still feel like a man. At all. You can't, you cannot, after you get up off your knees, how can you feel like a man? You can't. Right. You cannot feel like a man, dog. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know about that one, man. Like, Tank lost some cool points with me. You know, I I, I'm a, I was a Tank fan. You know, everybody was, man. Everybody remember when Tank first came out. You know, you, you turn the lights off. You playing the, the game system. You got your phone on your ear, caking with your boo and shit. And you listen to Tank. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's what, that's what you did back then. But, you know... This whole comment, this whole situation that he and, and put himself in, I just don't get get with. Like the other boy, Malik Yoba. I know y'all heard about Malik Yoba. He said that it's okay for uh, to be. Oh, he likes to be with uh, transgenders. Whoa! Wow! He likes to be with trans. That's what he said. He likes to be with transgender. You look it up. Look it up and Google it. Google it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. He said he liked to be with transgender. But he said he's not gay. What is going on in this world? Why is it so much? And this is a question to you, uh, uh, T-Man over here, uh, not focusing. Since, you know, you're a younger crowd, man. Mm -hmm. Why is so much of homosexuality in schools and TVs and everything nowadays. Why do you think it's so much homosexuality going on like that? Honestly, I feel like it's just, and this is no disrespect to the gay community at all, but I definitely feel like it's uh, just a feel, to, a feel just, to need, just to need to be included. You know, it goes back to just childhood days of just wanting to play with everybody else. You know, everybody feels like they're being left out for one reason or another. And this is theirs. You know, they just they just picking to play. Like, I feel like they are absolutely correct in the things they talk about. But I also feel like we have bigger fish to fry. Okay. So, yes, you're absolutely right. But, you know, we can handle that later. Let's try to get our, our black men from dying in the street from anybody. You know, mm-hmm. then we can we can do that. You know, that's just my take on it. Which is like a, a way bigger social media topic with, with what you just said. You know what I mean? With so many young black men dying and all that. Like, you know, Gangsterville, you you know, you you from Florida, man. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. with, with being from Florida, I know you've seen a shirt of violence down there in Florida, you know what I mean? So it's like, how did you escape hooking up into that? And then if you did hook up into it, how did you get out of it? My motivation always been my grandma, you know, because growing up, you know, I grew up in her house first, you know, and in her house, I'm seeing all the family come through. I'm seeing all the cousins getting locked up all the cousins getting shot and all this stuff happening, you know what I mean? I mean, and for my eyes, I'm like, you know what? If I can at least pave the path to start a different trend in the family, I know that'll make her proud, you know what I mean? 
So that's what kept me not necessarily out of all bad situations, mm-hmm. but even if I was in a bad situation, I'm already thinking of an exit strategy. It's not me against the world. I'm all out. You know what I right, mean? How most right. niggas is. Ah, you never take me alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> we are all not Scarface. <laughs> we are not Scarface. It's not worth it. You know, like, me from St. Louis, you know, and everybody knows St. Louis is like one of the worst places to ever live in, in America. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a whole nother ball game up there. And, you know, everybody don't have that chance to get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some don't even make it to their 14th or 15th birthday. You know, mm-hmm. but that's happening all around the world, though. You know what I mean? And it's really affecting, to me, it's really affecting all our communities worldwide. You know, when somebody else in the community dies, like... Especially the kids. Yeah, Especially you the know, kids. like right. the Mike Brown situation. Everybody was so shocked that that happened in St. Louis, but that happens in St. Louis every, every day. day. <laughs> every day. There's a cop that's... There's a cop that's messing with somebody and ends up killing somebody. Been happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, Mike Brown just got the center of attention because of everything else that had happened at jumping up to the Mike Brown situation. You know what I mean? Trayvon, so, Trayvon. that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that dude, George Zimmerman, man, do you know that this dude, I'm glad you just brought this up, man. You know that this dude, George Zimmerman, is actually making fucking money. Selling autographed pictures of Trayvon Martin dead in the grass and bags of Skittles. He's autographing this shit and he is selling it. This dude has made close to like $2 million doing this. He made triple figures just off of the gun alone. Come on. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me you can kill a young black boy, get away with it. That I did not know. Now and now you can sell a picture of his dead body and autograph it. Well, something else about old boy Zimmerman that a lot of people don't know is either his dad or his granddad was a judge. It was a judge down there in that area, so they got hella connects with all law enforcement mm-hmm. all everywhere. That's why if you look at, he's been arrested what at least five or six times after yeah. the event. Yeah. He had a domestic violence case where he was beating the hell out of his woman during the heightened of okay. the best of domestic violence in the country, and he still gets a slap on the wrist. You know what I mean? But it's that same thing down in the south. You know what I mean? It's that old boy system, man. And it's like, yeah, he may be Spanish, but he got that white mixed in him and that white mixed in him, and they don't give a fuck with that lineage. Their lineage, so they're gonna look out for him, you know. Yeah, that white stick out, man. Ain't nothing Spanish about Zimmerman, right? Right, nothing but the names. (laughs) But that just it still baffles me that this man can make that type of money off of selling it. Like I don't, I I told my sister about it, and she was like, I don't know who's more stupid, him for selling or the people for buying it. (laughs) Who's the most stupidest one? But you, you gotta understand the folks down there, man. Like this, this. When I was leaving Florida, mm. they was I got white friends. I got some friends in the country that might be rednecks, but they them, them my niggas. You right, know what I mean? same. Okay, and they one hundred with me. You know, mm-hmm. they, they'll come up to me. Yo, man, I just got this fly. They got what they recruited for the KKK. Ain't that crazy? You want to ride on these crackers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, them the type of friends that I got. But that's the type of stuff that was Boy, going on. And then here. you go back like. 
go back in the South, the original picnic or whatever, mm-hmm. it was them hanging a black person. Yeah. And what would they do after they hang that black person? They would take the hands, take the feet, take the body parts, put it on storefronts, put it on displays and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the same stuff happening to this day. Yep. Just immortalized through whatever they could get out of that. Oh, that's the gun that shot him. I'm going to put that on my wall. Shoot, you take Emmett Till, gravesite is constantly getting shot up. Man. Constantly getting shot up. Man. Yep. And by the way, Emmett Till's birthday was just uh, a couple of weeks ago, last mm-hmm. month, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, happy yeah, birthday, yep. Emmett Till. Yep. What was you saying? But yeah, man, like back in the South, that mentality in that deep South, man, is sick. It's, it is crazy. Like with the Trump era, you seeing a lot of this stuff surface that people like, you know, the whole time I've been like, racism is not dead. I don't know what you're talking about. Racism is not dead. Oh, racism is dead. What do you mean? What are you talking about? It's We buried the nigger word a long time ago. Right, right, right. And then we only Trump use it in movies. Yeah, yeah. And Trump get in the office in the and the shit that boy. millions of people see. Trump, man. Who is Trump, man? I ain't never heard that name before. Who is that? <laughs> Cheeto the veto. <laughs> is he is he the flame of hot or he just the original nacho nah, he cheese? Did, he the original that's, that was kind of open a couple days ago, but <laughs> yeah. really yeah. he like, he's like, say he the shit you lick off your fingers yeah. that you eat. When, mom, when mom said dinner was gonna be ready, but it's been three hours. <laughs> you know, man, my goodness, Good. man, yeah, my oh, goodness, man. boy. So you know. We all hip hop fans in here, man. You know, I'm a big hip hop fan, man. Yes, sir. You know, I, I like to start controversies and, and things like that. So I'm gonna start one between us three, which y'all probably gonna agree with me, but we're gonna see and you know, see what y'all think. I think Lil Kim is way, 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 way better lyrically than Nicki Minaj. Right now, I don't feel that Nicki Minaj can hold a candle to Lil Kim. I believe that Nicki Minaj does not even deserve to be in the same room as Lil Kim. If they went to Saturday Night Live, Nicki Minaj should be downstairs. Lil Kim would be upstairs in the suite waiting to go on the show do her thing. That's how I feel. Like mm. I'm not hating on Nicki Minaj. You know, but lyrically, you're not messing with Kim. You're just not. You know what I mean? Like, Kim is one of the most lyrical female artists out there. And she's been one of them from the beginning. Since she Mm. first dropped, she came out hard. Like, I don't see Lil' Kim messing with her like that, man. You know what I mean? Like, what you think, man? Honestly, uh, that might be one of the ones that you just have to see happen because Nikki, she's, you know, in, in the whole, you know, record label stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like true, authentic Nikki, battle rap Nikki, you know, you just never know what could come out that brain. So that might just be something we would have to see because I do know there are only, there are certain topics that are in demand when it comes to labels like that. So... But you know, also I heard she don't even write her own shit. Most people that's on the record. Did they say? Did they say the um? But I know she can. What's 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 the African nigga name? Um, Drake used to in the beginning. What what's what's the nigga name she used to mess with? Cigar uh, Safari ain't that his name? Safari, yeah, he used to mess with her, and he was writing her raps when she first got out. 
when she mm. first started. But Biggie wrote for Lil' Kim when Lil' Kim first started out. Too. That is true. <laughs> Biggie did write for Lil' Kim. And I know Kim. for a fact <laughs> Nicki can't write her own shit. Yeah, Biggie yeah. did write for Lil' Kim. Right. But after that, that was like the beginning of Lil' Kim when, right. when Biggie was writing for her. You know what I mean? Then she started coming out with her own stuff. It didn't do as good as what Biggie wrote. But it still did numbers. But notice the change. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what, remember earlier when we was like, you got to take that hate and you got to flip it into something. Exactly. Wild. exactly. It's the environment that Nikki's in right now. Exactly. Uh, and that's, that's my thing. There, look, Kim was out there in the 90s when everybody was yearning for that dope-ass music. And that sexy shit. Yeah, throughout right. the charts or whatever, right? Right. Selling throughout the charts. She actually, her career tail ended into the next um, era of hip-hop to where... It's just the master P and it's just the beats and shit. Mm-hmm. And with that, you look at when she first came out before Biggie died, it was hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Street. Best and then she started, you know, with the legs split and out there and doing the same stuff that Nicki Minaj doing now. So now, lyrically, there's no question. Lyrically, there's no question. Um, Lil' Kim gets the, the torch forever with that. But mm-hmm. you got to look at Nicki Minaj and the era of music that she's in exactly. right now. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm saying. In order to compare it to she what's She might not be able to now. put out her own shit. Right, right, right. right. Compared yeah. to what's put out here now and to compare it to think of, think what marketability she'll get, what income she'll get, what lane she'll use to put exactly. her music. You know what I mean? She she has to do that if she wants to, you know what I mean, make the most amount of money off of it. Well, the, the game has definitely... Evolved to a whole nother level that that me and you grew up on because you know oh, he yeah. a young buck, yeah. you know that me and you grew up on. Word, word. You know what I mean? Like it definitely has evolved to something different. Like to me, like my cutoff point is two thousand and five. That's about right. Th- that's that's my cutoff point. That's Everything right. yeah. two thousand and five and beyond behind, I fucks with. Mm-hmm. These couple of artists that that's out now that's doing these things like, like I I just can't get with it. like Lizzo like I I just don't like her music, I don't I don't like anything about her track Truth Hurts I don't like anything about that. One thing I do like about her though is her confidence as a big woman. You know what I mean? She has beautiful confidence. She she feels like she is just as beautiful as anybody else in the world. And which is she is. She's not ugly. You know what I mean? She's right. not an ugly woman. And because you're big, don't make you ugly at all. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Especially right. during I mean, the wintertime when you come up with that big body. You know right. what I mean? Right. You warm. Exactly. You know? So and it's, it's good that everybody, you know, that everybody get to see that shit, you know? You know, mm-hmm. so I like her confidence, but it's like her music just don't grab me. And I don't know if that's because I was born in the 80s and I was raised on... N.W.A., you know what I mean, Karis One, Slick Rick, Dana Dane, you know, we was raised on those type of musicians, so when you hear this stuff nowadays, and if you want to go with females, you know, Real Roxanne, Queen Latifah, Mm -hmm. MC Light, you know what I mean, so when you want to go with those type of names, when you see female, say female artists, that's what I think about. You know what I mean? So when you come out as a female artist, I'm looking for it to be what I grew up on. And maybe that's, you know, me still being stuck back in the times. It could be that, but it's like I just can't grasp it. Like, if I'm driving to work and her song come on 
and I flip to another station and they playing Mexican music or I flip to another station and they playing some whack ass other shit, right. I would listen to her track. Mm-hmm. You know, I would listen to it. So I'm not gonna say I've never listened to it. I have, but it's just you know, the lyrics that she's saying, I I don't know the meaning of the song. Like I don't even think I care to even learn the meaning of the song. Right, right. You know what I mean? Cause it was just not something that would grasp my attention. Like like Brenda got a baby or uh, keep your head up. Mm, right. You know what I mean? Those are the type of songs that to me are are positive for black communities. Everybody wanna say they pock this, pock that, pock that, but everybody don't nobody listen to Keep Your Head Up or, or Brenda's Got a Baby. Right. Which right, right. If, and and everybody know they tried to scrap Brenda's Got a Baby. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. You know, I they tried to that. scrap that. But, but um, I heard KRS talk about this once. He was like, "The only issue with it nowadays is that you remember back in the day you still had MC Hammer. He used to be what a Nicki Minaj is right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the difference back then is you had a collective sound of all different areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had that real shit. You had uh." That rhythm shit, you had that dance shit, you had all these different types of sounds to complete you whole back then. Yep. But now you're not getting it's that. Thing, it's one so, thing, right? You yes, just, so when you're just getting that one thing, now that one thing, people like us that have had our high, senses heightened, it, it's just like, ill. What is that? Get it away from me. You know what I mean? Right. But some people, that's all they've heard, so they're able to real take it for what it is. And like what KRS was saying, you just got to look at it as different forms of art. You know what I mean? Yep. Like everybody puts out a different sound, a different type or whatever. Yeah. And it's all collectively as to the vibe or whatever. But with that being said, like we said earlier, it's just too much of one sound or one way. Like when, when I used to have uh, talks with labels or whatever, mm-hmm. they wouldn't ask about, oh, yeah, what, what's that now, the song? No, no. They'd be like, can you make another song to make them dance in the club? Mm-hmm. Can you rap about guns and violence again? You know what yeah. I mean? That's actual stuff that they would talk about with you or whatever. Yes, you know what I mean? yes, and sir. when you yes. got the gate holders, the people that hold the gate to all of this money, and then look at like Nicki Minaj, you, you seen her, what she was. She was bald-headed and... And yeah. two bit too, you know what Man, I mean? Way back nobody in the day. looking at her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, way yeah. back in the day. She mm-hmm. was like, she, she got to get this money. Yeah. So she transformed her body, transformed the sound. She already had a background in theater and did what it take to get that bag or whatever. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, could I do it? No. You know what I mean? Right. That's, right. Not, my, that's not my path or whatever. That's not how, how I want to do it. But you know what I mean? I respect the form of art. I respect the hustle first and foremost or whatever. Well. But yeah, you I got you. you got you. you got to respect anybody hustle, man. If you were on the streets and have nothing, and now you got you know, servants you and chauffeurs, right? That I mean, that deserves applause regardless of what you're doing, right? Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, so regardless it of what your true intention is, you know, you got the work done, right? right. You know what I mean? You you did the work. And you're reaping the benefits of it, and you're enjoying Able the to life. Do whatever the hell you want to do. You know what I mean? So, and and I get that, and I, I'm all for that. Definitely, anybody, especially young black people, right. to able to get up and be able to do something, you know, and make millions, and now competing out here with these white folks that already have millions. Right. right. You know what I mean? That. That's still good. Like, I, I still applaud Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? I just, you know, me personally, I've listened to a couple of her tracks. I've never bought her album before. Oh, yeah, nah. I've be. never bought her album. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. no. Nah. Right. But to me, if Lil' Kim was to drop something tomorrow, 
I'm running to the store. I'm right. not downloading nothing. I'm running to the store and I'm purchasing the CD. Right. Yeah, I feel that. You know what I mean? Like, and shit, if I can find it on vinyl, <laughs> I'm getting it on vinyl. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm going to purchase it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, you know, Kim has always been that, that hard hitter to me. You know what I mean? Like, just lyrics, style, everything. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna lie. I, I was a little boy with the little Kim post on the wall with her legs. <laughs> I had yeah, the poster. Too. For the culture. You know what I mean? I had the poster. Yeah, yeah. For the culture, you know, yeah. I, My mommy didn't let me keep it up, but I had the poster, though. <laughs> you, know? you know? But that was what it was for me, you know? And I guess y'all right, you know, times, like you said, times have changed and the music industry have changed and, you know, people are rapping now to to live. You yes. know, back then, people were rapping well, another to thing tell the story. Once said, you know, they, you know, hip-hop got into the wrong hands. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, yes. you know, we we let somebody mm-hmm. take over that shit and now it's mainstream, you know? Right, yeah. but back then we had the control. We had yeah. to say so. We used to call the radio station and tell them what to play. Yep. That was the best day yep. right there. Exactly. <laughs> and then you notice how another thing that, that good point you brought up there, T. Um, have y'all noticed that beefs back in the day were beefs? Mm-hmm. There were beefs, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. It was nothing else to it. it you know what I mean? Now, with social media, the magazines, and everything mm-hmm. like that, you know, I, I honestly feel like the media got Tupac and Biggie killed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I I, I honestly do feel like that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because of the, all they wanted to do was sell stories, make mm-hmm. that white man rich who owned the company. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And while these these idiots is choosing sides, this, this white man or these couple of white men or white women, they're on a yacht somewhere laughing. Because they check their bank account and just say, oh, our magazine just went up 30, 33%. Oh, we just made $33 million today. Oh, okay. Which yeah. one for them? Lobster? Exactly. <laughs> they say Pop died with less than $100,000 to his name? Come on. Come on. How is that possible? How is that possible? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was getting screwed. Just like, yes, it's like everybody else, you know? Yep. You know, if you, uh, New Edition. New Edition oh, got yeah. screwed over oh, so dirty. Yeah. TLC got screwed over so dirty. You know what I mean? It's like people don't want to take the love of the music for the music no more. It's all about the dollars, and it's all about what you can do on social media, how big you can be if you can get a million views on social media. That's all it's about nowadays. You know, the love for hip-hop and love for the game is not there no more with none of these artists. Right. You know what I mean? Like, none of them. Because they all working for the same somebody. The same mm-hmm. shit. And they sound the same. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it was a meme on Facebook. was like, I was raised on Bone Thugs. Y'all was raised on Amigos. We are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. You know what I mean? Because I'll tell you right now, I was a Bone fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, to this day, I played that tape so much that my mother knows two words <laughs> to Eternal 1999. I played oh, that that's tape. Yep. Yeah, I that's, played that that's tape. That's my shit, and I'm yep. a millennial. Hell. Every single mm-hmm. night. Like, I would just lay in bed, I play cassette side A, listen to all of A. Mo Murder is my shit. Yep. Woo! Yep. 
Squeegee, are you with me? <laughs> what? Yeah. Man, that whole thing. You know, and I would flip the tape over on the B side, listen to it, and maybe like the last two songs, that's when I would turn over and get ready to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I would listen to that see I would listen to that tape every single day. That was like yep. to me, my era, that was my number one hip hop album during my era was Bone Thugs and Harmony Eternal nineteen ninety nine. Wow. That's what's up. That that was me. What a time. And I still listen to this album to this day. What a time. To this day. And you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm missing. If you think about Mm -hmm. people that play like in the 70s. But they don't make albums no more. That's what I'm saying. They just try to make hits. That's it. You know what I mean? Like the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you got music that are still getting played to this day. You know what I mean? If you think 10, 20, 30 years down the line, you still going to be bumping Migos? But I guarantee you, it, 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 when does cry come on while you driving in the car, I bet you're going to crank that motherfucker up and get to going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, if something else come on, if Sally Sale is going down tonight, come on. Mm-hmm. You're going to turn that up and you're going to bump it. You know what I mean? If first of the month come on, you're going to bump yeah, that motherfucker. First of the month to this man, day it gets played. You don't give a damn what. You can be, you can be driving to your doctor for your uh, prostate exam. You gonna, <laughs> and you hear both of the army come on, you're going to be a little bit lifted. Because yep. that music just did something to you. You know, and that's what, to me, the music world is lacking. They don't have that 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 attention to grab you no more. You know what I mean? But what they're saying. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just all about beats, ass, and, you know. But I, I will say this. Uh, shout out to the producers, though, because this is a time to be alive. Yes. For music. For the music, yeah. the beats. Yeah, they run it. Just like how the DJ started. Like, just mm-hmm. like how most they people got, think the, lyric, the, the lyricy went down, mm-hmm. the producing did not. No, you still got some, I mean... Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of these whack ass songs that got cold ass beats, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason they sell it. Mm-hmm. That's the, the only, only reason beat. they sell yep. it. So you shout out to all the producers. That yep, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got nothing else going for themselves after right. that one one hit wonder. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I gotta see about that, man. I gotta see about that. But you know, it's a lot of people that I feel that just you know, when it comes to that music industry, they don't really understand it. No, they don't get it. You know? Like, mm-hmm. Tess, what what what's your top what's your top five hip hop artists of all time? You talking singles or groups? Or both? That's a hard Go with singles. <laughs> Go with singles. Singles, all right, all right. Solo artists, of course, Tupac. Okay. That's number one up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane, of course. I, I, I get killed by my mom for not saying his name. Mm-hmm. Um after that I got to put um as far as me I go off on there like I personalize mine I have to put Trick Daddy up there okay just cause when I grew up a lot of his music catered to a lot that was going on in my life yeah same thing with Project Pat so I got to put him up there okay um and from there from there we'll say T.I. ooh mm, T.I. Okay. gotta put T.I. in there okay I'm a T.I. fan. I actually had the the honor and the privilege to meet T.I. in Atlanta. That's what's up. I met him in Atlanta. We was on a, we was on a 
Will you flabbergasted the astonishment of the accomplishments of your life? Of the altitude of the situation. <laughs> shout out to T.R., man. All right. Man, shout out real to Real niggas real. Real you know, niggas hey, real. You know that's how you talk, bro. You be killing me, man. You, you intelligent, bro, but you know that's how you talk, man. Real niggas read. Fuck you know what I mean? Let's go. But I had, the, I had the honor and privilege of meeting him uh, right before 24th drop. You know, so that was like right at the beginning of T.I., you know what I mean? And I remember shaking his hand, and I remember what he had on. He had on an all-white jersey, like a almost like a brown jersey with the number 24 on it, and it was orange. Mm. The 24 was orange. I think that's the picture that was on the CD cover. And I think he took that picture that day because he had it on that day, you know what I mean? So, um we, we got to introduce ourselves, and we talked to him, and um, he was like, man, I'm the next thing to blow out of Atlanta, man. Y'all got to mess with me. And I was, and, you know, me and my homeboy K-Tone was like, shout out to K-Tone. He was like, uh, man, we going to mess with you, bro. We going to mess with you. And we went back to college, went back to the college town, and we started bumping T.I. Nobody really was on him. We really broke T.I. In, in Jeff City. You know what I mean? Columbia and the Lake Erie where we was DJing. Because we had the radio station, so we was bumping them. And then K-Tone got signed with Atlantic Records, so we was really getting all the T.I. stuff. And then when K-Tone left, I took over his spot in Atlantic Records, and we was, it was still T.I. coming in. So I watched T.I. evolve from the beginning to where he at right now. And I, I can honestly say I applaud him outside of the Ignorant stuff that he did to get landed in jail, all of it wasn't his fault, but you know some of it was. You know you got you know you got to take some of the blame on it. It wasn't all his fault, but you know some of it was his fault that it landed him back in jail those couple of times. But I've always been a T.I. fan, and one thing I do like about him is his resistance. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> he can help you. Yeah. Yeah, he can, can. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. The residuals of my congregation. Yeah, my you know. He, he, <laughs> right. he evolved and preserved over everything that he has been through and is still mm-hmm. going. You right. know what I mean? He, he could have gave up a long time ago, you know, with the situation between him and Tiny and him going back and forth to jail. He could have gave up a long time ago. I'm going to tell you, like, when I was doing, like, meter reading and stuff, all I was doing was in the headphones listening to him and Killer Mike talking. And uh, mm-hmm. yep. just like recently with the revolt and stuff, it's amazing what, they, what they're what they doing and, and the fact that they dive deep with this shit and keep us keep looking out for us, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? And the, and the way that he advocates for black people, and, he, you know, he don't like Floyd Mayweather. I, when he said he was going to fight Floyd Mayweather, I was like, all right, chip down, chill out. He that type of person He, No matter what Whether he's fighting a lion, a tiger, a bear That mamba mentality It's, yeah, it's, it's, the, yeah. it's the God in him Yeah If he had stepped in the ring with Flo- uh, with Floyd, I would have paid tickets uh, for Floyd would have knocked the God out that nigga <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean He would have straight knocked his ass out <laughs> Like, I, I would have paid tickets for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I had to be there live. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to I gotta be there live for that one. You know what I mean? We got to go down Frank Lucas, 50,000 chinchilla coat. You know what I mean? <laughs> How did he get seen so close to the ring? Who is he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
You know, but I, I respect T.I. You know, I always have. I always have respect T.I. He is one of my favorite artists out here nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, that that one and another one was, um, believe it or not, Lil Scrappy. Oh, yeah. I mm. met him. He cool people. Man, Scrappy's silly as a motherfucker. He came and performed for Homecoming one year and we hosted. And Get On My Level haven't even dropped yet. Okay. It haven't even dropped yet. On the way to come up, because Lil John was performing. <laughs> Lil John and Esau were performing at homecoming. Scrappy came with him. So, on the way to Jeff City, they asked me stop to pick up his records on the way to Jeff City. Damn. So, maybe he might have gave something out between Atlanta and coming to Jeff City, but we got fresh copies. Of get on my level. That's what's up. We was banging get on my level that very next day we went on the radio station. That's what's up. You know what I mean? Like, and we met him that night, and he was like, "Man, this is gonna be the hottest thing coming out of Atlanta." You hear me, cool? You gotta play this. And I was like, "Dog, I don't understand what the fuck you are saying with your country ass. Can you slow down and talk English?" You know, but. We laughed, we kicked it, we had a great time, man. You know, that's the first time I met Lil John the Eastside Boy. That's when they was drinking out the gas cans, the gas cans yes, and shit, man. Juice. You know, like, and I'm stupid, you know. I'm like, that's not really, like, y'all not really crazy and drinking gasoline. They're like, man, fuck nah, nigga. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just making sure. I'm like, y'all did clean the shit out first, right? Gasoline's strong. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, bro, but. Meeting them for the first time was crazy, man. And you know, they they linked up with uh the whole nine. You know the whole nine. You ever heard the whole nine? The whole nine is a is a local hip hop artist, uh, hip hop group from St. Louis. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And uh, they had that whole pop, uh, Nina Pop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was a big, big, big thing in St. Louis. Like everybody was doing Nina Pop. Like it, it spread like wildfire. But that weekend, they opened up for Lil John and the Eastside Boys. And they came up with DJ Chaos and Chemo. Shout out to them. They're still my dudes. I still fuck with Chemo and Chaos now. I actually did my internship with Chaos. And uh, they had had opened up for Lil John. And afterwards, you know, we all downstairs and they mingling and stuff. And Chaos and Lil John was talking. And they was talking about doing the track together and getting everything together. Lil John like, yeah, we can see what happened. And they end up actually doing the track together from that. It's called Click Clack. Click Clack, Click Clack goes to AK. Yes, sir. You know, that's that real St. Louis. If y'all didn't know I was from St. Louis, y'all do know now. Because if I'm singing (laughs) Click Clack, you got to be from St. Louis, man. Got to be, you know. And they actually came up with that uh, the idea to do that track. And I was actually in the room when they came up with the idea to do it. And then to hear the finished product later, it was crazy. When I first heard <coughs> Click Clack, I was like, damn, first, this is raw as fuck, man. Like, right. Chaos and Chemo ways to go in, you know? And they got Lil John on the track with them, man. That was, it was beautiful music, man, to me. You know what I mean? So I, I, I've actually seen a lot of and met a lot of different people and seen a lot of different things and been in like a lot of situations, you know, like, you know, R.I.P. Mac Dre and Fat Tone, you know, uh, they was actually down there 
Jeff City the week before Mac Dre got killed. Mm-hmm. My homeboy K-Tone did a show, and it was a really, 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 <coughs> really, really big show, man. In fact, because we used to do stuff inside the city. We had to go outside the city limits to do this show in this big-ass shit. It was a huge-ass shit. And we DJed out there. And uh, Fat Tone was already performing, you know. And uh, Mac Dre had swung through with his people. And, you know, and it was no beef. We didn't have no fights that night. You know, everything was cool. Everything was good. Everybody enjoyed themselves. And everybody went home safely. And then the following week, we get phone calls that, you know, Mac Dre is killed. And they was like, uh, Fat Tone did it. And we was like, Damn. Nah. Ain't no way in the world Fat Tone did that. He was just with him last week. If he wanted to do something with him, he'd have got him right there. Like, why would he wait to go back to Kansas City to do it? You know what I mean? So it's like that was that was a big part of hip hop history between Mac Dre and Fat Tone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, R.I.P. to Fat Tone. Like, if you you from Florida, yeah. Gainesville, right? Yes, sir. You got a lot of people down there in Gainesville. Right. So, if I was to do something to you and take you out, you know what I mean? The last place I'm trying to be within five miles of is Gainesville. I'm not trying to go there. I'm not being a punk and say I won't do it, but we have to think smartly about this shit. You know? The reason why Fat Tone Die is because he went to Vegas. You just got, you just got suspect as a person who just killed this legend from this coast, well, not just California, not, mm-hmm. not just from California on the whole coast. He's a legend. Yep. Everybody knows Mac Dre is. So even if you did not do it, and you know you didn't do it. You still shouldn't have went out to that area. You should have w- let everything calm down first. You know, which is the same thing with Biggie and, and Pac. Same thing with Biggie and Pac. When Pac died, Puff, no, I don't give a fuck how much money it is. You should have known that it wasn't safe to go to L.A. Exactly. You should have known that, you know? And to me, it's like the old... The people who was over you are not thinking about your best interest. Just like I said, Puffy wasn't thinking about Big. Suge wasn't thinking about Pop. There's no way in the world. Thinking about them pockets, boy. There's no way in the world that Pop should have been in a gang fight between Crips and Bloods. Right. Even if the dude did steal his, dude still stole his chain, Suge should have been like, hey, y'all go handle that. Me and Pac, we going out the back with me child right, at the club. Right. That's what you got your soldiers for. That's what you got money for. There's no way that Pac <laughs> should have right. been the first right. one swinging on this dude. He shouldn't have swung at all. At all. Exactly. This at is all. your money maker. This is your breadwinner. Right. He should have been protected. As soon as the fight was over with, all right, Pac, get in the limo, go to the hotel, change clothes, stay there. We'll come get you when you're ready to go to the club. Whether right. he wanted to or not. Isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Suge's big enough to physically make Just like we was talking about, uh, just like we was talking about, remember we was watching the movie with Pop, uh, Con Air? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they was like, yeah, that's the part that's wrong in the movie. Because mm-hmm. the president was like, no, get my family up here first. Oh, no, Air Force One. Air Force One. Air Force, Air Force One. One. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was like, get my family off first. Nigga, they would have snatched his ass so quick. Uh, yeah. This is my job. Right, right. Like, you have to be protected. Yeah, okay. You can't be no hero. <laughs> you can't be. Right. Let's go. I got to make sure that my breadwinner is good all day, every day. And you know away. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally, why they pay you? Right. Like, you making the money for everybody. And even as one of the side people that, that's protecting them, He's making me eat. So I'm finna even get on this nigga helmet. Like, no, nah, nigga, what you doing? <laughs> I got rent to pay next week, nigga. Get the fuck out, come on, let's go. Let's go. You can't be up here. You put, fuck. Your, put your damn seatbelt on. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. You, you fuck with my kids. Uh, <laughs> stomach right now, bro. Like, there's no way in the world, man. So it's like, to me, he should not have been involved in any of that. But, you know, they say Pac was very stubborn and strong-headed and bull-headed. Mm-hmm. And when that type of person has something set in their sights, mm-hmm. it's nothing nobody can really do. Right. You know, right. And, and Pac had it in. He felt like dude disrespected his company. Right. Yeah. So And he had a history of it, man. It's the same dude that jumped out of the limo to beat up on two off-duty cops. That man. is true. <laughs> that is true. That he do. He had history in it with it, man. You know what I mean? And like he said, he didn't even know that they was undercover cops. Right. He, he just saw two dudes beating up it, on a nigga right. and ran them in the street. Man, he just saw and two How real is that for you to be in a limo, ride through a neighborhood, you comfortably in a limo, ride through a neighborhood, and you see a dude getting jumped. By two white people. By two white people. You say, no, nah, no. Nah. And you jump out of your limo and jump on it and put a bullet in the air. Man. And bang it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was some, some gangster shit. Right. You know what I mean? All because, you know? So it's like, I, I, I see I see the light differently, you know, when it comes to that, man. You know, so, you know. Hip hop is totally different than what it was, man. Oh yeah, you know, but I will say the underground is coming back, man. And what what made me is my homeboy. About six months before Nip- Nipsey Hussle died, my homeboy put this on. Mm-hmm. I was like, give me some young cats to listen to, and Nipsey was one of them. And I listened to a couple tracks, and I'm like, you know, that's riding, but I ain't never really dig into the mixtapes, the <clears throat> the albums, and, and the real music. And mm-hmm. then when he died, and I listened to it, I'm like, wow, you know, I missed out on a lot. Right. And there's a bunch of other...